0: Next in Ed. I'm Joe.
1: And I'm Julie.
0: And uh, Julie, hey. um, you know, on the days when we do these recordings, probably not the best day to schedule a root canal.
1: Well, yeah. Just gonna throw I, that okay, out there. Okay, listeners, the, the whole right side of my face is numb, so um, might be drooling on the mic. Uh, I'm not sure. You, uh, you but, very
0: much look like a pirate right uh, now. Ar, ar,
1: ar. <laughs> Well, I didn't schedule it, Joe. I was supposed to go in, and I thought he was just gonna, oh, look at it, and say, oh, okay, come back, or, or no, you're good. But no, he's like, we're gonna get in here and dig in, and he dug in. So, but I'm here.
0: So, Arr, I'm here. <laughs> half your mouth is, half your face is numb, so we see uh, that. Yes. Hey, so that ought to lead for interesting um, sounds. We well, might, as we'll see what happens I as think we go along.
1: You'll be happy. I'll be quiet. <sighs>
0: Are you sure they didn't need to wire it shut or My something?
1: it. <laughs> how could you do a podcast? How could can, how can you be the sidekick on a podcast and have a
0: close friend? Sidekick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that sidekick is the right um, the right title. They didn't you. give me
1: laughing gas, but I feel like they might have. Yep.
0: So we'll see how that goes. Yes,
1: yes, we'll see. Well, I'm going to listen.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited about our guest today. We have with us Miss Jackie Ziegler and in the studio in she's in the Mm -hmm. studio with us which is Mm -hmm. we love that and Miss Ziegler has a a great um, track record in education and I'm really looking forward to hearing about her journey and she is currently on the State Board of Education. She's our representative from is it, Do we consider it District 1? District 1. District
2: one. Seven district? counties.
0: Seven counties. Um, so she spends time in Montgomery and I guess you're having to do a lot of that remotely as well now too.
2: Mm-hmm. We certainly so,
0: are. So Jackie, thank you for being with us today yes. and welcome, welcome to the program.
2: Well thank you for inviting me.
0: Uh, it's, it's an honor and my uh, relationship with Jackie goes back a number of years. I think when we first met You were teaching one of the courses that I was taking at Spring Hill College, and what I loved about that is the college was literally across the street from your elementary school where you were the principal, and so at some point during the course, you decided, eh, let's just meet at the elementary school, and so I can remember just sitting around a table at the uh, elementary school and just really having some great conversations. I, I loved that class very much. And um, so I, I'm looking forward to having the chance to just sit around and talk with you again today. Well, great. If you don't mind, let's hear about your, your journey. So how did you get into education and lead up to being on the State Board of Education?
2: It's funny. On Facebook today, I saw a picture of a little girl in front of a, one of those old-fashioned chalkboards. You know, you, know, you could tell it was old-fashioned. with the green, you know, with her chalk, with all of her baby dolls in front of her. And it's almost like it just either you're going to be an educator or you're not. And I was from a very early age. I did not come from a family of educators. But anyhow, I knew that's exactly what I wanted. So, of course, I went through the um, educational, you know, methods to get my undergraduate, graduate. And then I ended up coming to the state of Alabama from Cleveland, Ohio. And so when I came besides having a bit of a cultural shock going from a true Yankee down to the deep south. And I'm talking hot deep south. Um, but it was excellent. Welcome to Mobile, right? right? Well, I have to say I started in Etowah County, Gadsden. So I was the teacher and the very first time they hired me, and it was over the phone, because I was in Ohio, and they hired me for first grade. So I walked in And they opened the doors to a room of 240 first graders, but no walls. Oh, my. And there were seven other teachers, so they said, here are your first graders. So that was my first experience. Wow. (laughs) I stayed there for three years, and then I had to move farther south, so I ended up in Tuscaloosa, where I ended up team teaching. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that, stayed there until... Mobile County did a beckoning that they needed a teacher. Well, I thought Mobile County was the greatest thing because they flew me down to this island school. And so they hired me to teach at the Little Red Schoolhouse. Nice. They forgot to mention there was no bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so for our
0: listeners, we're talking yep. about Dolphin Island. Dolphin
2: Island, Dauphin the Little island. Red Schoolhouse. Just- so I taught there until the bridge came back. So wow. that was
1: after... Frederick. That's right. right. That's what brought me. Right. They needed a teacher. They needed a teacher there because we had a a Hurricane Frederick Mm -hmm. that blew the bridge down. That's right.
0: So you had to ferry every day? No, I was the only
2: teacher that lived on the island.
0: So you lived on the island.
2: That's right. So when the other teachers couldn't ferry over, I taught kindergarten through 12th grade. And
1: PE. Art,
2: music. I was a librarian. And cafeteria manager. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everything wow.
1: and they still do that. The the Dolphin Island School is still functioning. Oh yes, um, and the little yes. red schoolhouse has been moved mm-hmm. and saved, mm-hmm. uh, but they the teachers there still teach PE, do and everything, everything pretty and much. Mm-hmm. Right. right.
0: I remember not too long ago, uh, down there doing some work at that school, and the principal. I was working with the principal, and she stopped. She said, I, I've got to go uh, teach PE. Mm-hmm. I'll be back in just a little bit. Just keep doing what you're <laughs> <Don't> doing. <laughs> <minute that's funny. laughs> I it's had cool never place. heard that story before. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. goodness. So that's just, that's amazing. So you, you're you there at Dolphin Islands, and then how long were you, were Until you there? Until the
2: bridge came back.
0: Until the bridge came back.
2: It was funny. I, I was there when there was, you know, we were on generators. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have gas, so I rode my bicycle, you know, and so when the bridge came back, it was like, "Ooh, there's another world out there. And I ended up teaching at Maryvale on Dolphin Island Parkway. Mm-hmm. And I taught a combination class. And then from there, I became instructional um, assistant and then um, got hired to be the assistant principal at, at um, O'Rourke. And I was there three years and then the principal at Mary B. Austin for 14.
0: I was going to say, I knew you were at Mary B. Austin mm-hmm. for, for quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm.
2: And then during that time, I was the adjunct professor at Spring Hill College, That's right. teaching curriculum.
0: So, wow, what <laughs> what a crazy journey to go from Ohio down here to a room. I, I can't even imagine seven teachers in an open room trying to teach. Was it 250?
2: 240. 240. When they hired me, it became eight. So, you know, basically, according to the... Um, parameters it was one teacher for 30 children but but (laughs) (laughs) whoa by the time I left they were realizing it was not that just that school but that concept wasn't working and they started building the walls back
0: yeah well I remember a time when I was in high school at Murphy High School there was some some work that was being done they were renovating the school at the time and some of our classes had to move to the gym and it was the same kind mm-hmm. of idea where they had the desks and everything but it was open mm-hmm. and all these teachers are in there trying to teach and let me just tell you there was no learning happening <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it was hot in there we and everybody could all, see huh? everybody across the gym and there yeah. was just nobody was paying attention and that to this high schoolers stage. I mean imagine that was high school first
1: graders first graders well, they oh. might be easier than high schoolers to. Uh, they might, yeah. <laughs> <To> <laughs> they discipline. still They won't. were right. like
2: little ants; they just kept moving.
1: Moving around,
2: around. and I thought, "Fire girl, well, What the heck How am I going to know which ones are mine?"
1: So well, that's a great introduction into education. There, oh, for it you. was, and no? that's
2: what one thing that I anybody listening, I challenge you: any opportunity you have to do something outside the parameters in which you're comfortable, go for it, because it makes you a better person, a better educator. Sure, you have to pun a lot. But then from there, you're filling your toolbox with all of those wonderful tools that you can just utilize no matter where you go.
0: I, I can imagine between that experience and then going to Dolphin Island where some days you were the only teacher and having to run the entire school. Wow, what what a, a great experience to prepare you for whatever else might might come in your career.
2: That's right, and it just does help you to... Understand when people come to you about a situation and about maybe because you know one thing about being a state official now. I'm over seven counties, but really I am over all the students in the state of Alabama, and you have to be cognizant of all of our kids, be it from Mobile up to Madison to Conecuh, you know Henry, Mm -hmm. all these different counties, and a lot of Alabama is rural, and you go down to Clay rural road to get to them and so it makes it a more of a opportunity where I can talk with these teachers because I do have those things in my toolkit and you know we can talk about and laugh about things that are alike but yet different sure and I think you need to have that educational background if you're going to be in that position so that the the people to whom you speak and and trying to garner their information and and you have to learn to listen Don't talk, listen, but they have to respect you from where you came.
1: Well, I appreciate appreciate that you said that it really helps to be an educator when you're in the position of the state board of education. It does that. It's not just a political spot; it's something that you need to have the background for. Mm -hmm. So that leads right into how did you get there?
2: Well, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: really don't know. From, from Ohio to oh. Dolphin Island, now to the State Board of Education. Yeah, that was probably
2: the most uncomfortable that I've ever done. And I have to say, it probably was my husband that did the little bit of the kicking. Budging. No, it was a downright kick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I just... I had a calling that I felt that the person who was trying to rerun for the position didn't have the knowledge. And so when I started campaigning, if you could just run for something without campaigning, I think it would be a lot better (laughs) for for people such as myself who are really quite shy and you have to learn to be outgoing, more outgoing. But um, it just made me realize that it is imperative that we have educators on our school boards be it local, be it state, whatever, is imperative. I mean, I went to a couple forums, and the poor guy didn't even know that, you know, we love those little acronyms, and he was floundering not knowing what those things meant, and I just was cooking with gas. (laughs) Cooking
1: with gas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that. we we joke a lot about that how acronym. teachers uh, oh. <laughs> in education we have all these acronyms so anytime someone throws one out when we're on the on the podcast I make them stop and explain what it is but yeah definitely to your advantage <laughs> if, if the the other candidate didn't even <laughs> know what some of those acronyms were
2: that's right so and uh, you know and then you just have to open yourself up and let the people decide and so that's what I decided and I wasn't Thinking of running again, but I am, so I am going to be on the November ballot. But it's always what you know. I truly believe God has has a road plan for me.
0: So how how long have you been on the uh, the board now?
2: I've been on. Um, come January, it'll be my four years.
0: Four, it'll be, okay, mm. so you'll be four it's years. It's a
2: four year term.
0: I'm I'm curious to know cuz I've I've never known anybody that was on the state board of education and so I I I don't have any idea what that's like. So going from an educator to a principal and doing that for 14 years and then stepping into that role on the state board of education, what what is that like?
2: I think what people misunderstand is we have We have basically two roles, which are huge, but they're two. It's policy and fiduciary oversight. So we are not, with that, you know, that's huge, don't get me wrong, but we are not ones to design the calendar. We're not one to, for instance, the reopening of schools is an excellent uh, example. The guidelines that were established came forth to give you sort of the parameters And that gave you what needed to be done for health, safety. It gave you what needed to be done for instructional. It gave you, you know, I can go on and on, transportation, special ed, on and on. But who knows the kids best and those your own district? I mean, we could come up with a plan that everybody would have to follow, but how would it fit a small, maybe um, where they only have a small system where it's only high, middle, and elementary? versus say mobile county With you know
1: 54,000 students yeah, right
2: right it just you cannot do that and so that's why we did the road roadmap or guidelines or whatever and then we say to you all right now you take these guidelines and now you build your own plan cuz who knows your kids best mm-hmm. but those here at the local you know your local school board your superintendent of which i'm sure um, lines of communication are being established input from the community parents the teachers uh, bus drivers, all, mm-hmm. and that's the key. I think our biggest failure across every domain, and not just education, but we're still not great communicators. I think we think we are, but I think we really sort of sometimes drop that ball.
0: That's interesting, and maybe that's that's something that we've had a conversation about with teaching our children, how to how to listen to understand and and not just listen to wait your turn to say something, right? I mean, that's a, that's a powerful yeah. skill.
1: And, and I wanted to comment, too, um, about the roadmap that you were talking about, is that I appreciate that it's not a one-size, it wasn't a one-size-fits-all, because it doesn't fit. Right. There's but no such thing as one-size-fits-all. No,
2: right. And the, but you'd be amazed at how people are very upset. They want you to give them that. And it's not necessarily your superintendents or local right, school boards. Right, they're just wanting
1: answers. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, and then, so you you do listen and you sort of guide them and you try to give them another another maybe back door, another you know avenue to look at something. And I've learned, you know, when you're in education and as an administrator, some people come in and they're very upset with you. So I learned, just let it rip. You know, I'm here bounce it off me. I'm listening. I'm not going to try to stop you. And then after that uh, frustration normally is all drained out, then we can talk. And it's amazing how you learn more. by just. And you have to let them vent. And then from there, you can sort of garner, like, where, where is that one morsel that's driving them crazy? And then talk to them about it. And they're just scared. And they want the best. And they don't know what it is. And none of us know it. And I guess that's what's so frustrating.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, that's kind of the impression that I get is really, I think the approach that, that the state board took uh, is the best way to go. I mean, really in the big picture, trying to micromanage down at that level is just unrealistic. Right. But I but I understand some people just, they so desperately want things to get back to normal. They do, and right. they just, just tell me what to do so that we can get back to where we want to be. And that's not necessarily... It's not ever going to happen, happen again. Yeah. For, right, yeah. right. And, and it's difficult for some... I mean, I, I humans forget. don't like change, right? right? We don't oh. really like change. Right, oh. so. we want to
1: be able to predict. You know, yeah, our brain exactly. wants to be able to predict what's going to happen. And and I so appreciate your open lines of communication. That really is helpful just to let people talk, mm-hmm. you know, to you and, and have a place to go to. But let me ask, you, how many uh, county, how many school districts do we have? I think we looked that up last week. Hundred and thirty eight mm-hmm. in the in the state in the state. That's a lot of school districts. It is for a roadmap to be one right. one and, way, right?
2: And and then as you you know we just talked about and besides just the size of Mobile versus say Kaneka Kaneka one of mine. So is the difference between truly rural. I mean, we have some really rural places and then some very urban. You know Birmingham. And so uh, those in and of themselves, like I never forgot how many, you know, when I went to a conference and, and former superintendent Martha Peek stood up in front of all the superintendents and mentioned how many miles Mobile County school buses ran. And you just, the whole room just, you know, and they're yappers, and <laughs> the whole time talking. <laughs> and I want to say, excuse me, you're being rude. She's talking. That's my girl. Hush. But anyhow. Uh, so, I mean, it just, they all went. What? I mean, so, you know, again, different perspectives. And the one guy said, well, I have one bus, and I d- barely can keep up with it, you know. And then add special needs and all that. It's just a, you know, people do not understand. And, and we need to talk to each other, say, a, a count, you know, that oranges to oranges thing. You know, if you have a smaller county in a rural setting, you need to speak together and find out what's working. But how many of us have learned from mistakes? And, you know, put sure. those in it and say, whoa, I made a mistake, and I'll never do that again, but I learn from it. Mm-hmm. And Back so, to communication, mm-hmm. talk to each other. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that is where our teachers are really – I mean, you know, you do what you need to do, and if you're going virtual or <clears throat> blended or hybrid or whatever – the teachers are missing, and I'm not talking about the teacher lounge communication. I'm talking about when they're together at grade level or in the hallways and, or their mentor. You know, can you come in here and maybe do a, a little lesson for me because my kids are not grasping it. And you learn from seeing them actually in action because just talking is not always. They need that And I think we as society are missing. I miss being at church. I miss being able to hug somebody. I miss, you know, going up and running and seeing somebody face to face. I think it's made a huge impact. And I think if you think of where we're going, I worry, I don't have any doubts that we can catch our kids up academically. Mm -hmm. I so worry about social and those kids that, you know, teachers are the first eyes to make sure they're not being abused or they're they're not getting what they need you know the schools were a wonderful safe setting for them and I do so worry about that
0: yeah I think that's that's been a a big concern of of a lot of people in the education community is that for for a lot of children that classroom is is a A safe safe place place. and Mm -hmm. it's a place to to eat and socialize and Mm -hmm. and be protected and be happy and loved my friends yeah. and right? and you know and teachers too i think you know oh, yeah. teachers need that as well and and i think that's been one of the hardest things for teachers is not having that connection with their kids that's right and starting Absolutely. off the school year remotely is going to be a real challenge how do you establish those um relationships, relationships and and how do you get that going when you're trying to do that virtually that's and and even at the at the college level where I am, um, that's something that, that I'm having to look at too because uh, the couple of uh, undergraduate courses that I teach, not all of the students are going to be there face-to-face. And so it's going to be a challenge to try to, those that are there face-to-face, I, I can you know work on that relationship with them, but at the same time, I've also got to try to establish that with those that are going to be tuning in remotely. And that's, that's weird. I don't... <laughs> I yeah. haven't done that before, so yeah. there's just a, so many challenges on, on so many different levels, I think.
2: And a lot of our decisions have unintended consequences because we just don't know that unknown. But I do think it's that socialization. Maggie's at the – is a senior – believe it or not, she's going to be a senior at Bama this year. Maggie
1: is your daughter. daughter. Sorry. Okay. sorry, sorry, everybody. Okay. And um, <laughs> A senior at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: And so she – is learning, you know, they're going to be like these bigger classes. Like if it's a Monday, Wednesday class, half of them will come on Monday, the other half so that they can do the distancing and, and, mm-hmm. and then the other time will be partially, I guess it's a hybrid. Right. And then she'll be doing right. some of her zoom classes. Right. That's interesting. So
0: yeah, I can imagine in those huge, like in, I'm thinking of these larger universities that have the huge lecture halls and, mm-hmm. and then you've got just scattered kids, you know, six feet apart. And that's, so weird. They should do like the baseball stadiums where they put the <laughs> the pictures, right. the, the cardboard cutouts of everybody, <laughs> right. and have them right. in there so they right. feel like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so
1: they feel like they're talking to somebody. who was just talking to a teacher, and she said, I, "I'm I'm ready to go." And that's what I found out is when I'm talking to teachers is that they're ready to to face the challenge, whatever that challenge is, whether it's blended or whether it's completely online. Or or with kids They're ready to go They're ready to do it And it's just so impressive But she was so concerned That She said How am I going to teach With no one in front of me (laughs) She said It's going to be so difficult So we were talking about Putting the paper plate faces And putting them in desks
0: we could go back to the picture like you we did were talking about, Jackie, with the, the stuffed animals. Stuffed <laughs> animals. <laughs> That's right. Teach like to when the you're little kids. Yes.
2: Uh, well, I know we've seen a couple of these Zoom where the animal suddenly pops up from the back. You know, the cat shows up or the dog's barking <laughs> oh, yeah. or, you know, the doorbell rings.
0: So I'm, I'm curious about you're your wrapping up your first uh, four years uh, on the, the state school board. And you mentioned that you had not intended on running again. So, what is it about that experience that that you're taking away from this, and and leading you to thinking, okay, I need to I need to stay on board and, and keep doing this?
2: Well, first of all, being on a board is a whole different ballgame than you know. Sort of like when I was principal, it was sort of like my domain. I know I had you know people coming and guiding and all that, but this was basically my domain. Well, on the school board, and and we only meet, you know, once a month, and we don't really meet. You have to be very cautious about the, you know, the, the laws that you can't just meet because you have to have the sunshine, that you have to be open meetings. And so, you know, you you learn those things, and then you're always trying to bring forth, even though you're watching all the kids, you are still responsible for your district kids. You know, you're fighting, though we don't have to really fight for money, for protectionism, but we know what our needs are, so we have to be a voice for them. Uh, it's, it takes a while to really understand how the mechanisms work, and, and I love being able to go around to all the different schools I'll have to tell you, and I think I might have mentioned it one time. If I do, I apologize. I went to a a middle school, which, you know, they're just so sweet. But you know how on the front of a school they have that concrete apron, you know, before the front door? Well, obviously it was the girls, I have to say, had gotten some chalk. And they had decorated it and had my name on it and, you know, a beautiful welcome. And as I walked in, a drone met me and the drone took me to my class. Oh how cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know you like that. that. Yeah. Really neat. And so and then I went upstairs following awesome. the drone and then it was they it was middle school and it was uh, luckily the design of it was large hallways and they had the the science class meeting with the math class and they were doing a project together building what do they call those little match cars mm-hmm. but for a perfect design to see how far it would travel, and it was just masterful. And when you have the kids engaged, and they had different levels and different, you know, matching of kids and ability and all that, they were all on target, they were learning, things were going on. So it made you realize that you hear so much about the negative, but there are fabulous things going on. It's more than a rating on the, the NAEP scoring. It's more than just your, your rating on your state report card. And so by going around, and I, I challenge any of the legislators with whom I speak or, or Montgomeryites, <laughs> if there's such a word, don't just go in for a tour. Don't just go in for a photo op. Get in there and see what's really going on. And I have to say Dr. Mackey, when he came down here with me, and we went on tour, we were all going around and looking at things, but we couldn't find him. He was in a science class because he was a science Mm -hmm. teacher, and we could barely get him out of there because Alabama was doing a project with the kids, and he was just like, it was like he didn't want to leave. He was in heaven. So, you know, you get that feedback and that, oh, this is where I really want to be, and I think that's fabulous.
1: I think that's fabulous too. Your passion is evident, and we're fortunate to have someone who is so passionate and knowledgeable about education and loving it on the state board well, to represent you. us. We really appreciate that.
0: So, and so, after these four years of, of kind of getting up to speed on the mechanism and, and seeing that bigger picture, um, I can imagine that, that desire to want to stay on and, and help make a difference.
2: And I also toyed with the idea. I do think you have to be very, and when I, after my years of being a principal, you want to go out where you're feeling good about things, but you know when it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And I knew when I, you know, signed those papers that it was time for me to go home. I'm not ready to sign those papers to go home
1: yet. on the state school board.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you have to be careful and don't stay too long because you need, things are changing so much, you need to have the newbies, as I call them, coming in with their experiences and their knowledge base. And so, you know, I think that's important too not to outstay your welcome.
0: Right. Well, in, um, at the end of our, our, our podcast, we like to talk to our guests about what they see coming up next. Uh, what, what things do you see or that you would like to see coming up in education?
2: Well, besides what, I guess, what everybody is wanting, I do desperately want to see the kids back in the classrooms. I do so worry about, and we're not... We need to be aware, even those from those that are having challenges, our um, medically fragile kids, to our gifted, are, you know, I do know that you, there is nothing better than actually having that teacher in the classroom. There is nothing. And plus, then they can, our kids that are struggling need that immediate, you know, we would take those anecdotal records and we'd be writing them down And you can't do that if they're doing things online. And then you worry about those that are struggling with, as you well know, we have difficulty with enough broadband with for our kids in the rural areas. So they converted school buses to hotspots and moved them to the different areas. Um, It made us aware. You try to take good things from bad, and one of the good things that came from this is that we had to recess about, meaning we had to step back and assess where are our true weaknesses and definitely it was in providing those resources to our kids Mm -hmm. all over the state and so that had to be has to be fixed it's in the movement moving forward Um, the money's coming down with the cares act has been helpful it made hopefully the community realize there's not enough medical help in our schools you know Some of the legislators will say, well, every school has a nurse. I said, they are assigned to that school. That doesn't mean their bodies are there. And they go, really? I go, yeah, really, you know. (laughs) So, you know, that's that education and communication and talking. So that has brought forth the knowledge base. And, again, I tell them, don't just talk, you know, to someone. Go in and see what these school nurses do every single day. And so, you know, they have to just see You know when you're in a classroom what does it look like what does it feel like what does it really smell like because you you know you just get have to use all of your senses if you're going to be a good teacher or if you're going to be responsible for any educational laws or challenges or boards or whatever you better know about what you're speaking
0: absolutely absolutely
2: and, yes, I talk with my hands. That's how I knew I was going to be a teacher. Just, you know, I have to be That's the here. only
1: disadvantage of the podcast is we can't see your animation because she's very <laughs> animated. Very animated. Very animated and fun fun to talk to. Well, thank you.
0: And you can't see uh, Julie's Popeye face Stop today. It. Either,
1: so it's, it's coming it. up. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you, um,
0: you did well. well and thank you. It, and it didn't slow you down at all. Thank you. <laughs>
1: well, you don't know that. It probably did. But, well, since, I was, since you said that, Jackie, um, I see that what you think is in, next in ed is really a heavier focus on socio-emotional needs of children.
2: I think so. Mm-hmm. Now you, I'm only speaking For you. about myself. exactly. And I do believe that's going to be, I think, now don't get me wrong, we're going to be behind the eight ball yes. with the academics. academics. And I think we'll be able to catch up within a, a certain period of time. But I think the we have to be careful in looking at our suicide rate among our teens. People are not talking about it. We gotta talk about it. We gotta open the doors to mental health. We've gotta understand from where we're coming and what we're doing and how this is impacting them and I believe it's gonna be decades of an impact that we about which we will
1: wow.
2: to recover. I think. Because you know, Again, educators are just, I mean, can you not imagine our custodians and our uh, office staff and the cafeteria and bus drivers? They need the kids as much as the kids need Mm -hmm. them. And, I mean, I couldn't keep my hallways, you know, monitored if it wasn't for my great custodial staff. And they respected them and, you know did what was necessary, because we were definitely a family. We were definitely a team, and we were all on the same boat together. And the kids learned respect for everybody, and they knew they could turn to anybody in that school to whom they felt enough of a confidence or a camaraderie, you know. And a lot of times you found out things that needed to be known. Right.
0: It, it goes back to that old adage that it, it takes a village takes to a raise village. a child, and you really... Um, you need everybody involved. It's all hands on deck, and it's hard to do that um, remotely.
1: Right, and basic needs of children have to be met first before the academics can right. can That's even right. be presented.
0: Well, Jackie, thank you so much. Well, thanks for inviting Such a for being rich with conversation. Us today. Well, thank, thank you. This so was much. Uh, this was great. It was great to catch up and, and to hear part of your story that I had never heard before. <laughs> I did not know about yeah, the Little Dolphin, Dolphin Island. Island story, and
1: it's a great place. Yeah. I just spent a week there. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. They're trying to retain that family, you know. Yeah, it's, very,
1: it's a quaint, quaint place, mm-hmm. that's right.
0: Well, for those of you listening, please be sure to join us next time as Julie and I continue to explore What's, what's next, next in, in Ed? Ed? Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department, in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at Next in Ed. And on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.